This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is December 13th. We're talking Indians baseball today with Indians broadcaster Jim Rosenhaus. As uh, Jim, kind enough to uh, join us today as this is Matt Wehmeyer filling in for Anthony Kastrovitz on the Indians podcast on this December day. Jim, thank you so much uh, for the time. And let's just kind of start off by recapping the winter meetings. I know that, you know, all 30 teams kind of descend upon uh, the, the sites, which this year was in Washington, D.C., and some teams come in with uh, guns blazing. The White Sox, for one, they pulled off some major, major deals for some established stars. The Indians, though, of course, the defending uh, American League champions, uh, I don't know what their agenda was per se, but they didn't, uh, you know, I don't think they felt the urgency to make a, a major deal, make a major splash. Is that kind of how you, you saw things, that they're kind of waiting to see how the market plays itself out and and maybe wait towards closer to the new year to do something major? Because, again, uh, they were uh, among a handful of teams that didn't have a, a major, major headline-making deal uh, down in Washington, D.C. Well, Matt, I, I think you know each team, based on their situation, is going to handle it differently. And the Indians have been fairly consistent the past several years I think mainly based on their market size, it just behooves them to to wait and, and see if they can uh, see some prices go down a little bit. It seems like you do pay the, the highest price for in the free agent market, certainly, if you do some things uh, either before or right around winter meetings time. So they had great success last year waiting a little bit longer in signing Mike Napoli and Rajay Davis. Uh, right around New Year's, those were official. And and it just seemed to, to make the most sense for them. And I think in this year's case, uh, especially in, in that first base DH uh, power bat type scenario, which uh, they're in the market for, if indeed they do lose Mike Napoli, uh, there's so many of those types of hitters out there that that it, it does certainly seem to be the way to go to wait a little bit for them. And Napoli could still be that bat that, that they would get because of, you know, his situation and, and the interest in him from an Indian standpoint. So, yeah, in, in terms of making a big splash at the winter meetings, the Indians like what they have, and, and they're really just trying to complement that and see if that would, would get them that next step, which which isn't too far based on, on what they did last year, but that next step to try and win a World Series. Absolutely, uh, to get over the hump in uh, 2017. And, Jim, this is you know not to suggest that a team would ever rest on its laurels or be you know comfortable with what they accomplished, but given the fact that the Indians uh, had such a wildly successful year, they come one win away from, uh, from winning it all, is there more of a comfort level uh, – you know, at the winter meetings to know that, you know what, uh, there's no there's no pressure on us. There's not as much pressure on us as there may be on other teams because of where we stand, because of the talent we have in place. Is, is there is there something to be said for that here for this Indians team? 
You know, Matt, I'm going to take the opposite view, and and my guess is that that there, I think every team has pressure to a certain extent. Whether you're a team that supposedly is, you know, in in total rebuild mode, or or one that that is like the Indians coming within an inning of the World Series and and winning it, uh, you know, there's some pressure here because they feel that they're in that window where. They have a, a good group of, of young talent. They had some good veterans here, and it's all lined up where they want to take advantage of that. So there is some pressure there to make the right moves. And they do need, I think every team likes to make a certain amount of moves because the, the next season is not going to go exactly the same as this one did. There'll be some injuries. There'll be some players who, who take a step back. There's going to be some players who take a step forward. But I think that they want to make some moves just to complement what's very good right now and, and keep it fresh, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, there, there's some pressure on them. But, again, the timing of the winter meetings isn't necessarily uh, their timing and doesn't really need to be. So uh, I think you'll see some things between now and the start of spring training. But uh, to, to try and get it done, I, I think Chris Santanetti has always said it's kind of an artificial uh, deadline, so to speak, that, that week of the winter meetings that, that they try not and get caught up in too much. Yeah, I think uh, I think fans, uh, most of the time, they, they look at the winter meetings as a, a do-or-die scenario, as if to say, well, if we're going to get something done, it has to be now. It has to be during these four or five days at the winter meetings. If we don't get something done, they see it as something as a failure. I don't know why the mindset or the culture is that way, but but that kind of seems to be the case. But as you said, you know, just go back to last year with Rajay Davis and Mike Napoli. They were they were late signings, and they both played instrumental roles for this Indians team in 2016 in winning the pennant. Maybe they uh, follow the same blueprint this offseason in trying to duplicate that success in uh, 2017. Jimmy brought up the, the first base situation. It, it's wide open right now. Mike Napoli, uh, 30-plus home runs last season. He was such a great fit. Loves playing for a Terry Francona who doesn't. I know that Indians fans have asked about the possibility of uh, Edwin Encarnacion. He's asking for monster money. He hasn't gotten it yet. Maybe his price tag comes down. What do you think would be the best fit for this Indians team? I know that uh, last I read or last I saw, Napoli wants two years. The Indians are, are set with one. How do you think those talks are progressing? Who do you think the best fit would be at first base? Well, I'm not, I think the most likely would be a return of Napoli. I, I still think Encarnacion would be a long shot because I think that, that he may be able to, to get three to four years. And, and I'm not so sure about the comfort level on that for the Indians. And um, whether it's one or two years, I think they're going to, to try and and really figure out a way and see if they can get Mike Napoli back in the fold because they, they loved what he did on the field. Uh, the production was there in terms of RBIs and home runs, and they really liked what he did in the clubhouse. He, he was instrumental in really bringing a team together and, and, and providing some leadership there, helping some younger players uh, really come along, and, and uh, Jose Ramirez in particular was one. Uh, Carlos Santana had a really good year, and he gave a lot of credit at the end of the year to to just the influence that Mike Napoli had on him. And there's two guys who kind of play the same position, DH first base type. So uh, there was a lot of good that, that came with, with Napoli, and 
And I think if they have an opportunity and, and they can work it out, I think they'd love to have him back. And it just seems more likely that that, that would be the case than, than it would be for Edwin Encarnacion. But as we've seen before, if you had said around the trade deadline last year that Andrew Miller would be in the Indians' bullpen after the trade deadline, I think most people would have been shocked. So uh, I, I think that's the, the best evidence that uh, you, you're not surprised too often uh, when the front office here is able to do some things that, that maybe don't seem likely because of the market size. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Mike Napoli, a guy that's got that uh, that championship pedigree, success just seems to follow him, uh, whether it's in uh, Texas, back-to-back pennants those years, uh, winning the World Series with the Red Sox, and now with this Indians team in 2016, getting them to the World Series. So he's a guy that just, like I said, for whatever reason, success seems to follow him, and maybe he gets uh, brought back into the fold here in 2017 with this very talented Indians team. And, Jim, again, going back to the theme that, you know, you're never satisfied. You always want to upgrade at every, you know, given turn, at every possibility. But that said, when you look at this bullpen and how dynamic it was, you brought up Andrew Miller, especially in the postseason. You look at the rotation, Corey Kluber at the forefront of that rotation, and guys like uh, Carrasco and Salazar are presumably going to be at full health again in 2017. Is this as good as you and the Indians fan base has felt about the pitching staff in recent memory? You know, that's probably fair to say, Matt. I, I, I think so, as there's some good depth there. And I think you'll still see them over the course of the offseason, maybe see if they can find – I always hate to say bargains, but – uh, you know, find some some pieces for the bullpen to round it out a little bit, uh, and maybe try and bring in a veteran starter just to give that rotation some depth. Because obviously, in the postseason, they did struggle with with depth in the rotation, uh, really almost running on three starters in into the World Series because of some injuries. So, uh, I think you'll see them uh, try and make some moves to to augment that depth. But the quality certainly is there. And, and they really liked what was going on toward the end of the season with the pen. And then obviously the starting rotation, very strong too. And you will see, I think a return by Carrasco and, and Salazar to full health. Yeah. I know, you know, a lot of teams have a, a good rotation. If he bullpen, other teams, a great bullpen, uh, you know, if he rotation, the Indians, one of the rare teams in baseball that have both. And uh, that's going to certainly behoove them here in 2017, no doubt. Uh, Jim, a few more to wrap up. Uh, any progress reports on uh, Michael Brantley, a guy as, re- as recently as 2015, a top three finisher in the MVP vote? You know, the last uh, I had talked to Chris Antonetti, the, the president of baseball operations, he had mentioned that uh, Michael's been here uh, through the off season so far. And, and actually that, that extra month in terms of the postseason was, was great because he was able to stay here and, and work out with the team around and, and try and, and get a head start on his rehab from the, the shoulder surgery toward the end of the season. But everything pointing toward a return to baseball activities by uh, mid-January or so with, with an idea that he'll be ready to go for spring training. Now, obviously, there's some caution there because of last year, but so far, so good in terms of his return. Yeah, when this guy is healthy, uh, he is one of the most uh, dynamic versatile, talented players in all the baseball, and to get him back uh, on that Indians team in that lineup, uh, you know, look out to the rest of the American League. Uh, Jim, one final question to wrap up. This might be the most important question I ask you, and that is quite simply, are the Browns going to win a game? 
Um, <laughs> you know, I, I thought their best chance was this past Sunday, so but uh, they they had a tough time. Um, who knows? Uh, you know, I know there's some there's some flux up in Buffalo, and that's where they go next, and mm-hmm. and then it's the Chargers and then the Steelers. So at the last weekend, no, <laughs> uh, maybe the Chargers on Christmas Eve at home, but. Gosh, uh, you know, it's it's a shame because, um, you know, the Pro Football Hall of Fame's right down the road mm-hmm. and then Ohio's synonymous with football, and it really has been a tough go for them. And uh, the, unfortunately, they have a chance to make history on the wrong side of things. But uh, who knows? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll get lucky here in the, in the next week or two and, and pull one out. But, boy, it sure seems like if, if, <laughs> if you're betting the mortgage, it might be a safe bet on an 0-16. Yeah, it's it's tough, and uh, like you said, I thought their best chance was this past weekend with the Bengals in town. That didn't quite work out. Uh, the Bills, though, even though they're going to be in Buffalo, the Bills just gave up, what, 8,000 rushing yards to Le'Veon Bell, I think, uh, a couple days ago. So there's a chance if RG3 can get the legs moving and uh, go through that defense, uh, you never know. But uh, for the good folks of Cleveland, for the diehard fans, and there are many of them, I hope the Browns can – Avoid a goose egg in the wind column. Uh, time will tell. Uh, Jim, this has been a very, uh, very fun chat. We appreciate the time. Indians broadcaster Jim Rosenhouse joining us. And uh, Jim will cross paths again sometime soon. Enjoy your holidays. Thanks so much. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. Matt Waymar signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.